Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Tips Appreciated. For today's episode, we have our Nom Trips brand ambassador, Anthony, on the podcast. He's been to over 22 countries and has over 4,000 followers on his Instagram page. Um, the handle is Sai. So welcome to the show, Anthony. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So nice. I, I know I said Sai, but how do you pronounce it properly? I, I don't know about butchering that or... Oh, actually, to be honest, I have no clue how to pronounce it either. I think I, I probably say it differently every single time I pronounce it to everyone as well. I, by Sai, Sai, mm-hmm. um, I've gotten almost like everything. Mm, okay. But so I can say it stands out though. That, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so how did you, uh, how did you come up with the name? Uh, so when I was like younger, I think probably in elementary school, I wanted a uh, cool, unique brand name, like my own brand that no one ever has before so uh, I typed random letters into the keyboard and that's what I came up with and I've used it ever since um, that doesn't mean anything at least I don't think it means anything in any language I at least I hope not mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess let me know if anyone has uh, <laughs> any meaning to it but uh, so far it's uh, it's literally just random letters yeah for the longest time before I actually like met you I thought that was your name so I'm like Okay, I hope I'm not like butchering or anything, but oh, it's just I, your I, handle. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot too. I get that, is that my, my first name. I think I have an exotic Asian name or they think it's my last name. <laughs> I like the exotic yeah. Asian yeah. name. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Um, so I noticed uh, y- you have a cat logo as well. What's the what's the thought there? Yeah, so those, uh, I was... At one point, I wanted to start my own blog and my own kind of like brand, like kind of my, my own logo, like most companies and most websites do. Um, so the one thing that I kind of really liked was a uh, was cats, and I also really liked pizza. So like it was kind of a pizza cat logo I used at one point, but uh, I kind of dropped it since then. So then are you more of a cat person than a dog person then, or...? I'm, I'm kind of torn so I always wanted a cat um, but I, also, I do like quite like dogs as well um, mm-hmm. if I were to get a cat I would love to get like a Scottish fold Ooh. Or a dog I want a corgi like a, I guess a corgi it sounds typical but I do want a corgi corgis are super cute yeah <laughs> yeah so, so you know it's been uh, funny this last two days uh, if we were to get another pet uh, my family's really into k-drama <laughs> so we were thinking of K-drama names for, for, for our new pet, whether it's a cat or a dog. Uh, anyways, thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> anyways, uh, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks thanks for the background there. I think for us, uh, it's been super cool getting to know you uh, this, this past little while. You're, you're one of our biggest fans and we're one of your biggest fans. So uh, it's mm-hmm. been super cool just to, to get to know you. Um, so you've been to 22 countries. Is that right? Is that accurate or? Yeah, that, that, that okay. is accurate. Uh, I've, I've been asked, I've actually recounted multiple times <laughs> um, just to make sure. And I, I guess depending what you define as countries, because I also counted um, city states as well. So if you're in the Vatican City um, and like those small countries as well, like I also counted. Um, nice. So what, what countries uh, stand out for you when you're 22? Uh, definitely the top countries that stood to me was uh, my last year's trip to Egypt and Jordan. And my top pick of all times would definitely be uh, Japan. Um, so why Japan? I, I grew up watching like anime and I love like sushi and the culture. And it's basically like, like all things Japanese. Like I just love it so much. Um, it was also my longest trip ever. Um, 
uh, I spent uh, almost a month in Japan uh, versus, wow. I guess, most of my trips. So where most people usually take 10 days off or I guess two weeks off.、Mm-hmm. Um, I spent the full month in Japan. Wow. That's amazing. Japan is definitely on, on one of my bucket lists. I was there as a kid.、Uh, my dad、uh, has a, a university friend there, it's like engineering school or something.、Uh, unfortunately, the only thing I remember about Japan was driving around Japan. I just remember、really? he was driving so fast that、oh. I was just in the car freaking out.、Uh, but, uh, but that's really the only thing I remember. I was probably six. I would say six、mm-hmm. or seven.、Uh, but ever since then,、um, like you, Anthony,、uh, it's like the love of the culture.、Uh, I want to go back at, at some point.、Um, Vic, have you been? Yes, I have. I've been twice. And I'm surprised you, like, somebody owned a car there because, like, the train system there is awesome. Yeah, driving、yes. there, I can't imagine because it's like on the opposite side of the road. I know, like, crossing the street and stuff, I had to be careful because I'll be like, whoa, <laughs> right? Because they're going、yeah. like the The other way, yeah. I yeah. actually always walk the wrong way too.、Um, mm-hmm. and also like look both like both sides of the wrong way as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took time to get used to because I went to Korea first and then I went to Japan. So, Korea it's kind of like the same as North America, where like the way we drive and like the directions and everything, but then like flying to Japan, it was like total opposite. So, it was like, whoa, what's going on? And yeah, I could say a couple times a car like almost hit me. <laughs> like, Wow. Because I wasn't paying attention. Like, oops, he's. Yeah. So, so part of what we, we do on the, the show here is、uh, tips and, and advice.、Um, so, what are some of the things that, that stand out for you for, for our viewers and listeners on tips of traveling to Japan?、Uh, it could be anything that you remember. It could be about transportation, like what we just talked about now,、uh, airport hacks, maybe,、um, or, or just being overall preparation. Yeah. I guess, like,、uh, kind of. Going along with the transportation, is make sure once you do get Japan, make sure you do pick up an IC card.、Um, so it's known as an integrated circuit card. I think the two popular ones are Suiko and Passimo, but I'm sure there are a bunch of different brands as well.、Um, it's essentially a prepaid credit card, but you can, it's meant for transportation, like taking the trains or buses. And I think some convenience stores also accept them.、Mm-hmm. Right. So is that, is that pretty,、uh, I would say, advanced there in terms of? Fill the card, tap, go. I is think that- that's very popular in Asia actually, because I know in Hong Kong they have their octopus pass. I think that's what it's called. And、yeah. then in Korea, they have something really similar. I don't remember the name of it, but it's very similar where you just load cash onto it and then use it like a credit card.、Wow. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I think maybe uh, uh, we're the ones who are a little bit behind. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I would say. Mm-hmm. I still, we still have physical tickets here. <laughs>、um, yeah. But I think that's changing soon. But、mm-hmm. uh, uh, what about language? Like, how, how do you get over the, the, the language barrier? I, I think that was actually the most interesting part of my, um, I mean, because like,、uh, I guess everyone assumed I spoke Japanese.、Um, so everyone just spoke to me in Japanese and I just stared at them blankly. <laughs>、um, I think the one thing that saved me the most was Google Translate. I used it for everything,、um, especially the function where you can use your camera to point at things and it'll translate it on the spot.、Mm-hmm. Um, I used that、um, quite a bit.、Mm-hmm. Nice. I would say one bonus thing there, because、um, was it I learned Mandarin when I was in like elementary to all the way to high school. And in Japan, I forgot, like they use Chinese characters there. So I was kind of able to get away with, like, oh, that says washroom or like this says north or south and stuff like that. So I would say learning 
Chinese characters would help you a little bit over there as well. Cool. What about like uh, reset, like cell, like data plan? Did you get like prepaid or Wi-Fi is everywhere there? Or how did you handle that? Yeah, um, actually, I think that's a good travel tip. Maybe not specifically in Japan, but for like, everywhere you go, like always get like some sort of data plan or um, some sort of plan to, to stay connected. Like, especially when I mentioned Google Translate, I think it's pretty universal for almost any country you go to. Uh, but specifically for Japan, they have something called a pocket Wi-Fi, uh, where um, it's literally just a little device you put into your bag and it creates a hotspot for you. Um, you can share between multiple, multiple people, and uh, it's actually pretty decent speaks, decently uh, fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the company I went through, but there's a ton of different companies you, you can pick from. And I just they shipped it right to my hotel, so it was there when I arrived. And um, the, my hotel actually just ha- um, sent it back for me as well after my trip was done. Oh, that's wow. awesome. Because that's my experience was I um, booked a pocket Wi-Fi, but I got it sent to the airport that I was landing at. So I went to the post office at the airport to pick it up. And then when I left, I just dropped it off there. Yeah, I had that option as well. Uh, I think, but when uh, my flights, I think uh, to Tokyo, um, the flights were a little bit late. So I think most of the post offices were closed already. So I didn't get mm. that option, but that is definitely a good option too. That mm-hmm. would have actually worked out a lot better having Wi-Fi um, at, the at the airport. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would panic a little bit. Just don't like, you don't know where you're kind of going. You're kind of like, okay, I think I'm going here. Not making sure you have that internet with you. Yeah, definitely. Actually, speaking uh, speaking of like airports, there are two airports in Tokyo. I guess if you do go to Tokyo in Japan, uh, so make sure you do uh, land at the correct one. Or I guess even if you're going through Tokyo, make sure that uh, you pick the correct airport. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I, I know like, you know, when, when I talk about bucket list and going there, I watch a lot of YouTube videos as part of like preparing for, for the trip. Um, do you do the same? Yeah, I definitely do. Uh, I, I watch YouTube videos on every country I've been to um, just to kind of see the, the local, I guess, hacks. Because um, obviously coming coming from, uh, visiting as a tourist, you obviously know all the big tourist attraction items. But sometimes it's cool to see all the small little tips and tricks you get per country. Um, I think the biggest thing that didn't click with me until I started watching YouTube videos was uh, make reservations everywhere you go. Um, it's a country with millions of people. Some restaurants literally only hold like, 10 people, 15 people. So if everyone wants to go to that restaurant on the weekend, um, it's quite difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's like uh, one of the things, you know, when, when you and I had chatted before is the amount of preparation that, you, I mean, especially if you're going for a month, right, is, is you have to prepare and stuff. So uh, you mentioned food, which is one of our favorite topics. Uh, so talk about some of your food adventures there. Uh, I guess like that's one actually the biggest reason why I went to Japan was for the food. Like I mentioned earlier, I love sushi. And I think Japan actually ruined me for sushi a bit. I can't <laughs> mute the same way. <laughs> it's not the same. Yes. It's not the same. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like it's so fresh. I think it's just tasted, but I, I don't know how to describe it. It just tastes so different and so fresh when you're, when you're there. Like, uh, I guess here most people compare it to like eating in Vancouver, I guess sushi Vancouver would probably be the closest thing, but yep. it's still different, I think. Mm-hmm. Even nice. their cheapest sushi over there, it's like 10 times better like than something here that would be like really expensive and fancy. 
Yeah, it, it, it's so true. I think um, one of the biggest things I heard before before I went was like, oh, you can eat a convenience store sushi and it'll be better than the sushi we have here. I didn't believe it until I actually tried it there. Mm-hmm. So like 7-Eleven sushi? Yep, oh, yeah, 7-Eleven sushi, yep. <laughs> way <laughs> better right. than the sushi we have here. Like, and 7-Eleven food over there is so good. Like you wouldn't think it like because here it's like, okay, hot dogs, nachos. But over there, it's like fresh food. Wow. That, that's pretty crazy. How about like I know sushi is 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 huge. I mean, you think of Japan, you probably think of like the the staples, right? Uh, any sort of out of the box things you, you tried there? Uh, yeah, definitely. So um, the one the one place I went to to try food was a place called Piss uh, Piss Alley, actually. <laughs> and the reason why they call it Piss Alley was, uh, I guess I don't know. I, I'm gonna say back in the day because I don't know the exact time frame. There were no bathrooms in the restaurants. Uh, it was little stalls, so people literally peed on the streets. Um, but it's just a chain of restaurants, and you, you go there and try little big barbecue food. Um, basically, every single restaurant there's like slightly different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the place that I stumbled into, they had some very interesting things on their menu. So I ordered all the unique and weird things. So I tried horse and whale and pork vagina like i'm not allowed to say that on here but it literally said that on the on the menu wow wow like so what 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 did it taste like yeah Yeah. what did it taste like it just literally just tastes like pork honestly (laughs) it just tastes like pork it just intrigued me just to order it then what does horse taste like uh, I don't remember, to be honest with you, but it was a little bit more, ga- I think it's gamier than, than regular um, like beef or chicken that we're, that we're mm-hmm. used to. Actually, okay. you probably care more to beef. Okay. Okay. When I think of whale, I think of just like you're eating yeah. fat. Like, was it flubber? Like- yeah, it, it, it was a, a, a quite fatty. Um, mm. Again, I, I unfortunately can't remember it. It's also all deep fried. Um, oh, okay. So uh, the texture stuff was a little bit different than, I guess than straight uh, straight meat. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Do, do you recall the the prices? Like how much how much was like each? each there were uh, a couple hundred yen, so a couple hundred bucks each. There were small, I guess, like tapas dish, dish, dishes almost. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, some of them were in skewers, and some of them were just on regular plates. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, another place I really tried, like I think I tried, um, I think it's, it's pufferfish. Uh, is something I also tried. I think it's pretty scary. I was actually kind of a bit hesitant ordering it as well because you hear about those one in I don't know how many cases of people right. uh, dying no. from poison as well. It reminds me of okay, this is like an old Simpsons episode <laughs> oh, where yeah. Homer <laughs> ate the pufferfish. Okay, that's what I got reminded of. But yeah. was it good? Uh, uh, to me, it just tastes like fish, to be honest with you. I don't okay. remember it. This is, this is too long ago. Like, I, I paid a lot of money for it, but I don't remember it. Uh, I ordered it so I guess, uh, to kind of experience it. Mm-hmm. Kind of camera, it was kind of in the zone. I wasn't even planning on, on buying it. It was on the menu. And I was like, oh, might as well. I'm here. <laughs> did you have to sign like a waiver or anything? Or They did not make me sign a waiver or anything. <laughs> wow. <I don't> <laughs> so did you see the tank <laughs> with the fish in it? Like... Or is it just yeah. based on trust? I, I'm it's, it's based on trust. Um, I there were fishes like ta- uh, fish tanks, but I didn't go look into it at the restaurant I was in. Um, the restaurant I did try the puffer fish um, at was rated the top non Michelin star restaurant in Japan. Oh, um, okay. So I did trust it. Um, I don't think I would go into a regular, I guess, <laughs> restaurant and just order it. Did you go oh. to like any theme restaurants while you were there, or? I went to multiple theme restaurants. 
so the time that I went there, um, Alice in Wonderland was really popular. So they had about five pop-up Alice in Wonderland restaurants when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, really cool. Um, I also tried out the Hello Kitty Cafe, um, Gundam Cafe, mm-hmm. um, the Kawaii Monster Cafe. That was also really popular all over uh, YouTube as well at the time. But the most interesting experience was um, Alcatraz. You were a prisoner. Um, (laughs) What? (laughs) Yes. So it was so obscure, like the uh, menu items. Mm -hmm. Um, They made it look like it was a bit gory or bloody or very Uh. obscure. Um, So I went with my girlfriend. I figured it was either a drink or a meal. Mm -hmm. And it literally came in a tampon pad. And it was like bloody... Like, I know it looks so like it sounds so bad but the food was quite good <laughs> wow um and then sometimes they would shut the lights and it was like it was a lockdown so like, they were just scaring people um uh, I also went there for my birthday so mm-hmm. they they sang to me and they started asking me questions like obscure questions um but then, then they realized I didn't speak Japanese so they just <laughs> they just made fun of me I think <laughs> oh man oh okay wow that's yeah. crazy yeah well, that's that's a cool thing though, right? It's like not only do you remember the food, you remember the the experience itself. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, def- so definitely. Right? Yeah, yeah. You talk about traveling um, with with your girlfriend. Uh, so, uh, you know, so Vic and I bring like two, two different perspectives to this, right? I I travel with you know my family of four. Uh, you know, my 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 daughter and son will be you know ten and seven soon. Um, so, so I don't know any advice you can give like like man i want to experience everything you're talking about right now but is it easy for families to to not only get around but maybe like try some of these places i mean going to piss alley might be a little uh different or like alcatraz theme or alcatraz yeah (laughs) anyways yeah it is just want to get your thoughts on that yeah i guess like i can't speak to the family experience Uh, i guess for me like i'm the person who's willing to just go and and try it um like I, I guess safety is probably the number one concern, but in Japan, I think it is probably one of the safest countries I've ever been to. Like I felt really safe. I've seen like, actually that's part of the YouTube videos I was watching earlier that people, uh, actually there's one YouTube videos I was watching, a YouTuber did a social experiment where they literally left like their personal belongings, like their cameras and wallets out, out in public and no one stole anything. Wow. Um, it was just, it was all there. So I specifically for Japan, it did feel very safe and a lot of experience. I think they're, more than willing to accommodate families and uh, and couples or solo travelers. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's awesome! You stayed there for a month. Like, was it mostly like capsule hotels or actual hotels? Because, like, thinking family wise, it's like I don't think capsule hotels would be like a go to thing. But yeah, that's actually one thing I can't regret not trying is a capsule hotel. Oh, um, I'm it, surprised you didn't, especially like staying there for a month. Yeah. So what I ended up doing was. Um, uh, I guess I'll, I'll backtrack on my story a little bit. So uh, when, I, when I say I went to Japan, I guess I only really went to Tokyo for a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the most interesting part. So that, that's a decision that I made before going there. Um, obviously, Japan is a huge country. But specifically Tokyo, there's over 30 plus, don't quote me, 30 plus neighborhoods um, to explore. So what my girlfriend and I did was we went to almost a different neighborhood every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also didn't want to pay for a different hotel um, every single day. So what we did was book a single hotel um, and they gave us a discount because we were there for such a long period. Mm-hmm. And we just took the train. Um, we kind of mentioned earlier that the 
trains are amazing there. So that's literally what we did. We woke up every morning, got the train and just went to explore a different neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I think we should let our users know, like the train like ends at 12 o'clock, like midnight. So uh, there's, there's a operating hours. Yes. So there have been times where me and my friend were like, Oh no, (laughs) like the trains are going to end soon. And that's when it gets super packed. So don't miss your train or you'll have to catch a cab. <laughs> and then, yeah. So 12 o'clock, for, which is kind of funny, especially being like a city that's like open really late, yeah. I would say. But transportation wise, it's like midnight, you're you're done. Yeah, that's true. Actually, just kind of on that as well. Um, I found that a lot of things open late, like in the morning. Um, like I'm a pretty early riser and I mm-hmm. found that things aren't open yet until like 9, 10, or something, even 11 o'clock. Even like some of the tourist attractions I went to. Mm-hmm. yeah i guess that's where like it's your point around planning earlier too right so mm-hmm. you, you will only have that those limited hours like if they open a bit later so you know one of the the cool things when we chatted and i won't spoil the the, the place yet but you, maybe you could introduce it to, to our readers one of the most popular popular articles on the site um was a documentary out there in terms of a sushi place so uh, g- give us the, uh, the the story there, and uh, this is incredible. So I want I want to hear it from you again. Yeah, uh, definitely. So I, I guess we mentioned our love for sushi. Like I think I think that was a, a pretty yeah. recurring topic in, in this call so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one thing that I really wanted to try um, going to Tokyo, going to Japan, was um, sushi from Juro. Uh, so some of you might have seen the. Uh, it was on Netflix, a little documentary on Netflix called Jiro's uh, Dreams of Sushi. They are rated one of the top sushi places in the world. The main um, restaurant has three Michelin stars. And I believe uh, his son opened up a second location, which has one Michelin star, I, I want to say. I could be wrong. I think it's one Michelin star. Mm-hmm. And my trip literally revolved around this one sushi place and trying to get that reservation um, so we, we knew that we wanted to go. So we tried everything within our power to try to book, um, to get a reservation. We kind of mentioned earlier that mm-hmm. um, with, this, with the city so big, uh, trying to get a reservation at a single restaurant could be quite difficult. Uh, but when I was attempting to make a reservation at, at Giro's, I actually did not anticipate it to be this hard. I read so many things on the internet, watched so many YouTube videos, like, quite a few people struggled to book it by themselves. So, so what'd you do? Like, how did you actually get a reservation? Yeah, so I, I guess the first thing, I, I guess uh, the first thing I tried was, try, I tried calling myself because I didn't want to pay anyone to do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I tried like, uh, yeah, I tried paying, and then I tried asking a friend who spoke Japanese to do it, mm-hmm. uh, and they couldn't do it either. Like, uh, I guess no one picked up. Wow. Um, I even waited uh, in, into the middle of the night because, you know, the time difference to try to call and make the reservation, and it was just impossible. Uh, I also Googled that, you know, if you had a, if you had a, uh, a concierge service on your, on your credit card or from your hotel, that might also work, but I don't have a, a fancy credit card, or, mm-hmm. and I wasn't staying at a luxury hotel either, so I didn't, get, I didn't have those options. Um, I did read online that's hit and miss, even if you did have um, those options. So what I ended up doing was I had to pay a website to pick it for me. Um, th- that was my absolute last resort because it was not cheap either. 
Yeah, so uh, there is more information on Nom Trip's website, like the full detail and full walkthrough of what yeah. I went through. Mm-hmm. But the website I found was Voyagin. There's a ton of different companies that do it, but I found Voyagin was the, they had the lowest rates and also a pretty high um, rating on, on the internet as well. So I was too cheap to book the, the Ginza location and it cost <laughs> okay. 150,000 yen, which is about $150 per person just to make the reservation alone for per the main person? location Whoa. per person so you're down to the whole $300 already for for two i guess a family of four that would be like $300 gone already <laughs> just go to the conveyor belt sushi and yeah. you'll be fine 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah okay okay <laughs> yeah and, and that's just to book it that's not even like paying for anything yeah. else oh man um, so i ended up booking the Rapongi location which is about half the price which is 70,000 yen per person mm-hmm. um which is about $70 per person. Um, so between my girlfriend and I, we paid about $140 to make that reservation for us. And keep in mind, these fees are not guaranteed either, and you don't really get to pick your date. Um, you can give them a window. Um, if they get it, they get it. If they don't, then... Wow. That's it. They refund you your money back, but um, it's not guaranteed either. Wow. Crazy. Okay. So yeah. um, was it worth it? Like, how was the food and the experience? Yeah. So the experience was absolutely like, amazing. Um, it, it's my first time being in like a fully, truly luxury restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, they sat down, you're greeted. They went through all the different ingredients uh, that they use. It's an open kitchen, so the, sh- uh, the chef was right in front of you. Um, I was really happy because I actually got to meet Jiro's son. I'm, I'm going to butcher his name, but it was like Takashi Ono. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to meet his son, and he was our chef nice which was like which is really cool to see that is awesome yeah. it's like oh yeah well i didn't say it but like oh you're from netflix yeah so they went through all the ingredients and he was telling us that i think his head chef uh went down to a local fish market and, and caught like and bought all these fishes so they're absolutely fresh and mm. he just went through the entire experience with us so um it was a 20 course meal and with every single um, I guess meal that he prepared, he explained it to us, like uh, what it is, what went into it. However, there was a little bit of a language barrier. Like, his mm-hmm. English was pretty limited, so he did try his absolute best to um, translate everything for us as well, mm-hmm. uh, which wow. is actually pretty, really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say twenty course meal, each course is like one or two pieces of sushi, so it's not like a full course. Well, it is a full course meal overall, but each okay. meal is quite tiny. Yeah. Right. Um, the entire experience only took half an hour. <gasps> really? So it wasn't like a very long. It was almost like sit down, eat, done, and you're you're at count. You're not, not to sound like it wasn't rushed or anything. It was it was a good experience. Uh-huh. Um, but it was only about half an hour long. Wow! Wow! <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, so the food was amazing, right? It's- it was absolutely amazing. Wow. Like okay. the uh, sushi, like literally just melts in your mouth. Like even the rice, like melts in your mouth. Like I don't even know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess in my head, like, I, I had a, I had a regular store bought sushi the other day here. <laughs> it's <just> so <laughs> different. Like, like the rice was a little bit hard. Yeah. It was refrigerated, <laughs> and then just like, and now I'm just thinking, going back, like man, this like it was like warm, it melts, and it was mm-hmm. just it like a good sensation, like a good, um, I guess like aroma. Not not really aroma. That's not the right word, but it's a very good sensation when you put it in your mouth. Wow. Yeah. How much was the meal? Uh, the meal after conversion um, costed just under a thousand dollars for both of us. 
Wow. A thousand Canadian dollars for both of us. So about 500-ish dollars each. Okay. Uh, not including the reservation. <laughs> right. So that's like $1,500. Yeah. For for the whole experience, right? Uh, for for yeah. two people. Uh, for, for two people, yeah. For half an hour. For half an hour. Jeez. Would you do it again? Uh, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but that rice melting. Like, yeah. I don't want to experience the that aroma. again. The aroma. I know. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I can ever justify it again. Like, uh, the, maybe I would go to the to the Ginza location, like to the main location, because mm-hmm. um, apparently that's also very different. But, yeah. uh, or there's also like, I, the one thing I kind of reiterated quite a bit was if you can't get in, there are like, numerous Michelin star restaurants that mm-hmm. are probably similar and they're, mm-hmm. and they're a fraction of the price. Yeah, I could say that I went to one Michelin star restaurant in Japan, right? And it was so fancy, but it only costed us like $100. And they hired a translator for us like that day. And it was like a 20 course meal, the same, but it wasn't like half an hour. It was like over an hour. So just hearing the half an hour is like, whoa, that's fast. <laughs> was it more than 20 pieces of sushi? Oh yeah. Like you had soup and everything. Like it was it got to the point my friend and I were like, okay, we're stuffed. Like, when can we go? But like food just kept on coming. Just like, whoa. <laughs> But it was really good. I don't remember the name of the restaurant because my friend's sister actually lives in Japan. So she booked it for us. But yeah, it was like really good. But it was crazy because they had like the translator there. Like they obviously hired the translator for us because you could tell she wasn't a part of the restaurant, just like seeing what she Mm. was wearing and everything. But my friend's sister told them, it's like, oh, it's foreigners. They don't know any like Japanese. So like just to let you guys know, so they went out of their way to get a translator for us, which was really nice. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think this is why like Japan is on my bucket list. Just hearing your stories again is is pretty incredible. Um, you know, obviously, like a lot of planning goes into it and stuff. Um, would you be open to sharing some of your notes with with like our viewers and readers? Yeah, definitely. So. Uh, I do have a full itinerary of everything that uh, I, I, I did. Like, so basically snippets and highlights of each um, neighborhood. So I kind of mentioned that um, yeah. I spent about a day, one to two days in each neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to make sure when I attend those neighborhoods that uh, I visit all like the hotspots, like, you know, what's a neighborhood well-known for or what food is, is well-known in, in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would definitely be open to sharing. Um, it is a little bit, a couple of years old now, so there, things might have changed by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, okay. One more question about Japan. So I know we talked about food and everything, but other than food, what was your top thing like you liked doing there? Like activity wise or like, what would you say was your favorite thing? Hands down the arcade. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. The arcade there are awesome. <laughs> like so awesome. They're like floor after floor. Like, yeah, I think like almost like every night we was like, oh, okay, we're done like kind of like our our, our trip, like not really a trip, like we're, we're done the day, let's mm-hmm. do the arcade and that's all we did like almost like, mm-hmm. every single night, we just went to arcades. Mm-hmm. You that's see incredible. like the Sega sign, you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. arcade, it's awesome. And, oh, okay, so, you know, they have those like claw machines, like the UFO machines or whatever. So if they know you're a foreigner, they'll help you try to get like a stuffy, like they'll oh, let you awesome. win. Yeah. Just super nice. Wow. So, so are they everywhere? Arcades? 
they're spread out quite a bit. I think, um, but there are definitely uh, neighborhoods that that do have the bulk of them. Mm, okay. Like Akihara, or I forgot the name of that neighborhood. Yeah, uh, Akibara. Akibara. I, 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 I can never pronounce it. Yeah. yeah, that neighborhood is like known for all the arcades and everything. But I would say I don't know. There are some floors that people smoke on, so I don't know if hmm. it's like kid friendly for you, Eddie. Right. Like, I don't know. There's like a smoke-free, smoke-free zone. But yeah, there is like, I don't know, a lot of restaurants too, they allow smoking in there. Actually, that caught me by surprise Mm -hmm. um, that a lot of restaurants, like indoor smoke, there's actually quite a bit indoor smoking, Mm -hmm. um, which I would, I actually did not know that that still existed. Maybe that sounds a bit arrogant, but like like being uh, coming from Canada, but uh, I didn't know that that was still allowed in a lot of countries. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's kind of like in Vegas how they smoke yeah. inside the casinos. Actually, I'm, I'm gonna retract my statement. That that is yeah. true. There is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll say we've been to Vegas three times with yeah. the family, and and we've uh, survived the casinos. Well, can't really go into the casinos, but you know, mm-hmm. you, you walk around the the machines and stuff. Right? But their air filters and stuff are like yeah. pretty good. But in Japan, it's like you could smell it like right away. Yeah. Well, you said the restaurants are small too, right? So, mm-hmm. so it's not like it's, you know, it's oh, like Olive Garden. When it, yeah, but not all the restaurants I found like people were smoking. Only yeah. some were, but I I could say for sure the arcades there was a lot of smokers on there. But yeah. super fun. It's, it's kind of no, okay. Did you ever try the pachinko machines? <laughs> pachinko okay. Machine. <laughs> I went into one, so I don't know if this is true or not. But this is hearing from what my like sister or friend's sister that lives there so all those like those places are run by like the mobs there (laughs) so she's like yeah you could play it but i wouldn't recommend it so me and my friend just went in to experience it but i could say the washrooms were really nice there (laughs) like okay so you know in anime when they have that glowing like the shiny like Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Right. But in the washroom, the mirrors, when you walk in front of it, it would have that glowing, like, whoa, like anime. Like, it was so cool. (laughs) But yeah, that's the only experience I had in there. I didn't play the games because I was like, eh. But I just, yeah, the washrooms were nice. Well, maybe if there's one close to like Piss Alley or something that you go there and use the, <laughs> the bathrooms, nice right? Washroom. <laughs> oh, I guess speaking about washrooms, like over there, they have fancy toilets. Like did yeah, so they have like tons of buttons and like you can play music and all that stuff. So yeah, like they're fancy toilets over there. Nice. Cool. <laughs> A lot of things we talk about Japan you've been to twenty two countries. Uh what's sort of the twenty third country? Where's the <laughs> or where's the next place yeah. you're looking to go? Uh, so the next place I was planning on going is uh, Peru. Um, so I actually already booked it for uh, for this year in I guess, 2022. Not 2022. Wait, sorry. <laughs> because, yeah. uh, Trust um, me, like yeah. it's 2020 and we want it to be 2022. Yeah. Freaking COVID. Right? I was thinking okay, 2020. Okay. I was going to say 2021 and then thinking okay. next year after that. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> okay, Peru. 2021. Yeah. Gotcha. Nice, nice. Yeah, but why Peru? Uh, so one of my goals is to visit all seven wonders of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Peru is just kind of like next on the list. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. are you going to do the trek? Like to go to Machu Picchu? Is it Machu Picchu, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Machu Picchu. Yeah. Uh, so you do the hike. So um, a bunch of different 
um, tour agencies I found, you can either do like a, I think a five day hike, a three day hike, a one day hike, a half day hike, or you can just take the train and it'd be a zero day hike, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So I opted the train, uh, but I'm still like debating if I should change it. Mm, uh, okay. The biggest reason why that I'm still debating is um, the Peruvian, I think that's the government, I think that's like how you pronounce it, Peruvian, um, they decide to limit how many uh, tourists can visit the trail each year so that you have to oh. buy a, uh, a hiking pass and oh, they can wow. get pretty up there in price. Um, if you're a bit late, they can get up to uh, five, six, seven hundred dollars per person just just to do the hike. Um, and that doesn't include your tour guide or um, or anything else as well. Wow, I didn't know oh. that because I was actually looking at it, yeah. too, because my boyfriend wanted to do the seven day hike. I was like, oh, <laughs> really? I'll just take the yeah. train. But yeah, that's good to know that they're raising prices on that and they're, they're, or they're putting limits on how many people could go a year. Yeah, it depends on the demand and um, how late you book. So if you book very last minute and if for those certain dates, there's only certain, certain passes left, then mm-hmm. it'll be very high. But if you book well ahead of time, um, you can usually be, get fine. I think the average cost is, I haven't done too much research into it, but it's in the low hundreds per person. Oh, okay. So if you did the train, like how many hours does it take to get there? Uh, I do have a full itinerary. I haven't looked oh. at it <laughs> three times a year. <laughs> uh, I, I did book through uh, a, a travel agency, though. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So then now that trip's going to be in 2022? Or? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, um, I postponed it to 2021. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I do have it in May 2021. So May is supposed to be the best time to you know, head, head to Peru. So it's not too cold, not too hot. Okay. Um, it's still considered a down season because um, a lot of pe- uh, people are still in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's supposed mm-hmm. to be the best time to go. But mm-hmm. with like, this COVID, I don't know if, if it's still travel there. I don't think they officially opened up Machu Picchu yet. Mm. I guess at the time of this, the time that we're talking. Wow. But how long were you like planning to stay there for? Yeah. Uh, I was planning on staying in Peru for 10 days. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like um, a couple days through Cusco's, um, like the uh, Machu Picchu, and mm-hmm. kind of look at all those different um, areas. And we're also going to spend three days in the Amazon forest as well. Wow. Ooh, nice. That's awesome. That sounds amazing, actually. Yeah. And then I uh, got a bunch of uh, shots for it. It was all your malaria and all mm-hmm. your different. Uh, I forget. I have a list of shots. I I, I got them already. But... <gasps> you already got them. Oh, oh man! Yeah. <laughs> but then, are you good for next year though, or you have to? I should be. I should be good. <laughs> <laughs> should be. Yeah. Oh okay. So then, after Peru, like, what's on the next list? Or you don't yeah. know yet? Well, actually, so I was supposed to go to Peru this year, and then oh, yeah. next year was supposed to be India. So I was, I'm hoping India to be next for the Taj Mahal. Oh, that's nice. awesome. Yeah. That would be a nice one to go. And um, I was thinking of doing um, India and Nepal together because uh, they're like, side-by-side countries. And mm-hmm. Nepal, I'm, uh, I'm kind of interested to maybe going to base camp mm-hmm. um, for Mount Everest. My best yeah. friend actually did yeah. that, and she said it was awesome. But that was a long trek. <laughs> yeah, I also saw that there are like helicopter tours and stuff. Instead of actually hiking there, you can just take a helicopter. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> no, I don't know if you've seen videos on this because yeah. when you get to Nepal, before you could go on the base trek, you have to take a tiny plane to where they go. 
And my best friend, she was showing me videos of that. And she's like, oh, yeah, there's like always like flight, like planes crashing like really often because it's like the shortest. Um, what's that thing when you like go really the fast? Runway? Uh, run- yeah, runway? the runway the is runway? like the yeah. shortest runway in the world. Yeah. So she was showing me that. I'm like, are you sure you want to go? She's like, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> it happened. So I think like a day before she was supposed to fly, a plane like crashed. I was like, what? Sweet. Yeah, because it's like really short. So well, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, keep that in mind. <laughs> Run some statistics on that. Keep that in mind. But she said it was worth it and that she would like do it again. But yeah, she's like, oh, it's easy. I was like, uh, I don't know. Because you get like altitude sickness like pretty easily going up and everything so Mm -hmm. yeah it's something i would say well she said you don't have to train for it but she's fit (laughs) so i would say just train train for it (laughs) train train a little bit for it a little bit yeah (laughs) yeah but guys like how cool have you saying yeah i can think about everest like i think that's like that's really cool Mm -hmm. to say Mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty amazing actually Mm -hmm. nice yeah i think um well thank you so much for for sharing a lot of these experiences um one of the things that we want to do is really build a, a huge community, just sharing knowledge, sharing tips, uh, stuff like that. So if you were to think of like one tip for, you know, our community, if they want to start traveling, like, you know, do you reach out to people and talk to them? Uh, what do you do? Like, you know, just give some advice. Like how, how do you handle uh, just all the amount of information that out there, but also the human connection in, in in talking with someone. Yeah, I think the biggest advice I would give to anyone is just don't be afraid to ask people. Like, reach out. Um, uh, I, I guess like I think social media is our biggest um, connection. I think it might be scary or intimidating sometimes to message people or to uh, people that you don't know at all. But I think people like I guess quote unquote real life people uh, like I guess you and I who's been on the trip uh, you can just ask them and get their experience or their thoughts. I think you can learn quite a bit. Um, some of my tips I know we talked about YouTube earlier, but some of the tips and trip tricks I got earlier were actually just from uh, DMing random people on Instagram who I saw uh, went went on the trip already. Nice. So they're like more than happy to to have that conversation and share their tips too, right? Yeah, d- d- definitely. Yeah. And I guess like you can feel free to even DM myself. Um, I guess I think sometimes people go through some of my photos um, or and they see that like, oh, uh, Anthony's been here. Maybe they just like, message him and ask his experience. What did he do with stuff like that? I think it happens quite a bit in, um, in a lot of social media communities. That's nice. awesome. Because mm-hmm. I would be kind of scared like messaging someone and be like, who are you? Like, I don't want to talk to you kind of thing, but okay, that's nice to know, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the worst is you just won't get a reply. I think that's the worst thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true, right? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So so maybe for, for our viewers and listeners, um, you know, maybe just uh, sort of reiterate uh, your handle, uh, you know, the best way to get a hold of you. Is there anything that you want to talk about for you as well that you want our viewers and listeners uh, to remember? So I guess my, uh, my Instagram handle is Sayi, Sayi, how are you going to pronounce it? You don't even know how. Yeah, I don't even it at all. Okay. Yeah. Right, let's spell it out. Let's spell it out. Yeah, so it's, so it's S-A-I-E-I-I. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do mainly like uh, blog around um, Edmonton, I guess, uh, Yeg, uh, Edmonton, uh, restaurants, events, and things like that. But I do travel quite around Alberta quite a bit. And of course, um, I love traveling. Like I've been to 22 different countries. And I guess that's part something that I really enjoy doing. Uh, feel free to reach out if you have any questions. 
uh, about traveling or even restaurants or opinions on anything. Um, not even to me, like to anyone you see on Instagram. I think that's the one thing is just don't be afraid and be willing to try new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so before we close out this episode, we want to show well, a surprise segment, I guess. And, uh, here's a surprise segment. So this is your first ever Instagram post. Can you explain to us like what this is? Or do you even remember posting this in 2012? Let's see, 2012. It is near Banff. It's that factory near Banff, like that, mm-hmm. that pit stop that everyone attends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I, I don't think I even took Instagram seriously. I didn't even <laughs> like I, I, I just created it just for the sake of creating it. And that was a family trip I went on. Mm-hmm. And I just posted it. I don't know why. <laughs> now, I think did you like remember a lot of us, posting right? it? Yeah. yeah. Like, do you even remember posting this like so I, I, long ago? I think I, the only thing I remember posting, like the only thing I remember about this post was going through all the different filters. Because I think this one, you can see it's, hev- it's, it's using one of the preset Instagram filters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's so cool. I can just go through all these things. I, I'm sure the photo didn't even look that nice. <laughs> <laughs> that looks yeah. cool to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome. And I could say it took a long time for me to get to this photo. <laughs> like, scroll, <laughs> yeah, <we were> scrolling. <laughs> scrolling. I wish there was a way to kind of flip it to see like your first post, but no, you had to scroll all the way to get to this photo. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember, I was just looking at my comments, like, thanks, took me one hour. Like, I don't know what that even means. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're just all the filters. You're just playing with the filters. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome awesome well thanks for being a good sport with our our surprise uh, segment we we thought like it's cool right to look back in some of the memories too uh i think my first instagram post was in hawaii and i was having a starbucks I, i literally just put it on the sand took a picture and what was the next thing I did was played with filters like you so okay so thank you for coming on our podcast Anthony and yeah so to our listeners remember to like and subscribe and to follow nom trips hey, thanks awesome thanks again Anthony